That was good. About this episode, that was fire. That was a good clap, dude. That was like a ten finger clap kind of vibe going on there. That wasn't like a. That sounded like you were screaming in my ear. I was screaming. I was. Oh, but you have earphones in. Yeah. Good luck, dude. Yeah. This is ear damage. Yeah, you're gonna have to turn that volume right down, dude. Okay. I'm big on. I'm big on screaming. I'm a screamer. You a screamer? Screamer. My neighbors are screamers. Is your screen <laughs> really? Yeah, I have my my window looks right out onto their house, like onto their driveway, and they're, they're like the back side of the house. So I hear pretty much every conversation that family has, as well as them like playing in the yard and like just like family events and pretty much every. I could tell you about so the whole family playing in the in the yard, no playing in the yard. Yeah. Yeah. Eh? Yeah, yeah, they're playing in the yard. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's, but at least you got there's into a lot of playing going on. At least they're not hey? boring. Like here, we know the neighbor there. It was so funny. The neighbor uh, next to the house that I'm that I'm at at the moment. Um, mm. So we got back from Canada. Have to had to self quarantine away from the parents. Then the neighbor came over, who's also just come back from overseas. Also had to self quarantine. So we decided, no, we're all going to like get together and play uh, like beer putt. So instead of like beer pong, you've got to putt the ball onto like a little placemat on the other side of the garden. So literally everyone is standing at one end of the garden, like what, four, five, six meters away from each other, just putting at each other, like trying to land. And every time you land it on, everyone just takes a sip. I was just crack a beer and just chug the beer every time someone landed it on our thing. By the end of it, I was just like, hey, that's putt, that's play golf. That's that's a very uh, subdued drinking game. It is. It's also like very sophisticated. I feel like only extremely sophisticated people play golf. Yeah, that's like uh, like beer pong for millionaires, you know? Basically, yeah. Just like out on their putting greens. Just, you know, in their polo tees and, like, khaki pants, you know, with their Rolex on. They're like, let's play a game of beer pot. Yeah, beer pot. Uh, okay. Beer pot. Uh, James, get my get my favorite putter, would you? Hand me my Heineken, will you? Yes, please. Go get the caviar. Go get the our best uh, caviar. <laughs> but, like, bring them the beer and it's got, like, relish on top. Yeah, yeah. Like me, yeah. extra. <laughs> it's like a crystal glass, everything. Yeah. And then like, yeah. And then there's the college kids that just like get dirty cups that they've used like six. Their head. Yeah. Dude, I actually, got like, I actually, I actually properly looked into that because it was really upsetting. The first time that um, I ever played like a proper American drinking game was now when we went to Canada and we went to a random hmm. bar that is a... It's a barber downstairs. It's a bar on the second floor. It's a private like lounge dining area on the third floor. And it's a strip club on the fourth floor, right? So this guy had all his priorities like down. He was like, 
I need to look good, very organized, eat good, and then feel good, right? Yeah, yeah. So he he had like proper tears going. So we went in there, met the bartender guy, who ended up sitting with us and having like a ton of drinks. Who knows the owner? And this happened to be I didn't know this, but this happened to be on the day that the um the NFL finals were go, were, were were going on. It was on a the Super Bowl. That one, that 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 big bowl <laughs> one. So it was the biggest it was, bowl. Yeah, the biggest yeah. bowl there is. So it was on. No. What it was on like a Sunday or Monday. Yeah, Super Bowl Sunday. It's always Sunday. Yeah, it's on a Sunday. Which is, yeah, we can discuss that. Yeah, that's, I don't, yeah. Why? Out of mm. all the days you had. They could have made it a Friday or a Saturday, but they chose a Sunday. And then everyone gets hammered on the Sunday and doesn't go to work on Monday. Like, there's like a big push right now to make Super Bowl Monday a public holiday. Just because everyone just gets... Really? Yeah, everyone just gets wasted, takes the day off. Like, there's been, like, studies about how much, like, uh, like revenue or whatever the country loses on Super Bowl Monday because no one goes to work. It's, like, so much money. So much money. Hundreds of thousands of people don't go to work on Monday because it's the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's true. Mm. But yeah, so, we, so we were there to watch that. Initially not to watch, but ended up watching that. And they, they put like four tables together to play drinking games of the owner's friends against like guests that have come to the, like to the pub. So it was a really good idea to get like everyone involved. But they were doing that one where like you put the cup on the edge of the table and like flip cup or cup flip or whatever. Flip yeah, flip yeah. And then you got it like down the beer. And also shotgun, my first ever beer, where you like punch the hole in the bottom and then crack and go like kind of thing. Is that your first shotgun? Dude, that was my first shotgun ever. ever. Wow. Yeah. How'd you do? You I choke on your own. smashed it. No, I smashed it. Yeah. But in, 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 in everyone else's defense that was there that I beat. And, and this is the point that I'm going to make. Bud Light is like drinking water, right? Yes. It tastes like nothing. So when you see all these guys. That's the point. On Exactly. When you see all these guys on Instagram and stuff, they're like chugging Bud Lights. I'm like, oh, but technically it's just like flavored water with like a, a like the tiniest bit of alcohol just to have the title beer. Like that's all mm -hmm. it is. They dropped like yeah, no, it, a little bit of yeast into water and they were like, ah, guess it's a beer. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. yeah. It, it's oh, honestly, yeah. it's like, I, I personally don't like Bud Light at all because it has no flavor. Like I enjoy like a nice flavored taste, like a, a good like beer, you know, you can like taste the different ingredients and you yeah. can like dive deep into it. But um for shotgunning beers it couldn't be better it might as well be a bottle of water bottle yeah. of dasani you know yeah so i i, I kind of get it like why they chose to do that yeah. i don't even shotgun about lights i had to shotgun it's like a, a um a vodka iced tea what yeah so they basically took what's that uh that white one that all like everyone loves that um Grey goose you know, um, white claw, white claw that everyone like takes the yeah. for some reason online. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's basically that, but like the Sunday afternoon chilled at home version of that. So like super easy to drink, super easy. Yep. Not even cold, just like, like lukewarm. Literally, like punch the hole, yeah. the tag, and just like down. Yeah, like it really wasn't that difficult. Yeah. Dude, it, that's that's like 
like a, a usual Saturday morning will start off like that. We'll wake up like hungover and just like unable to move our bodies and we'll all like meander our way to the kitchen and we'll be like shotgun and we're like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like shotgun a beer. And then afterwards everyone's like, Whoo! like yes, let's go. You know, it's like, it's like a shot of adrenaline. Yeah. yeah. That's the perfect wake up feeling juice. being hungover and you drink a beer and you feel so much better afterwards. Well, that, like I've, I've, have the dog. I've done that. Yeah. I'd like have the dog or something. I've done that. Yeah. And then I've been like, I guess I'm good to go again. And then I was going, yeah. and then I, and then I get like six beers in and every sip hurts. I don't know if you've ever yeah. had a feeling like you've like just, your, like, your head. Yes. Yeah. Back of your head. Like you get this like ache. It's not a headache quite yet. Yeah, but it's, it's your like body. It's your body. Yeah. It's basically like a ringing in your ears, but for your brain. It's like this. Yeah. <laughs> the background yeah. that sneaks up and it waits. Yeah, it's like an explosion went off. Yes. Like destroyed hundreds of buildings, but those buildings don't have people in obviously, but yes. And, and you have that ringing in your ear, like something's wrong. You better check. You better like, <laughs> Something's not, you know, fun. make sure everything's okay. Yeah. No. It's your brain telling you, Hey, listen. Yes. So basically yeah. the alcohol in your brain get into like this tussle over who's going to convince him to do what. And your brain's going, something's not fine. Someone's in danger. And the alcohol, yeah. alcohol is going, everything's okay, dude. Stop stressing. Yeah. And you choose yeah, yeah. the alcohol side and you go to sleep. And that's when the problem grows and your brain's like, I told you. And it creeps up. And in the morning, as soon as you wake up, it just like, smacks you, Whacks you. another and explosion goes you. off yeah yeah it's an and you get the ringing just like a hundred times worse mm. exactly. exactly it's like having a stomach ache in your head when i when, when i was really young like 19 i used to say on no kidding i was like six i used to say, say mom all the time if whenever i had like stomach ache, you go from 19 to six yeah dude small jump Whenever, whenever I like didn't feel like a, like in my stomach, I'd be like, "Mom, I have a headache in my tummy," and that just stuck forever. And I think mm -hmm. my family teased me about that for like maybe that's the jump. It happened at six, and they teased me till nineteen. So that, that's and you scarred. And oh, dude, I'm scarred. <laughs> I don't know if I should. You have open, a headache in your tummy. Should I open a beer or a monster? Um, it's quarantine. There's no rules. Might as well do both. Like get drunk and a heart attack at the same time. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm gonna have to sleep after this. I remember every time I look, I see a monster. I remember coming to visit you in Cape Town. Dude, I was about that as well. And my mom, so my mom never let me drink any uh, energy drinks whatsoever. Like she despised them. Yeah. And when I came to you guys, I felt like a f just I need to spread my wings and fly. <laughs> And we were like, what, 17? So, so we, we go to the I store. Put my wings and fly and just yeah. damn Red Bull. Yeah. We like walking to a store and we end up like way further away from the store than we intended. And we were with, I think, your cousin or something. And then we like, we realize, oh, we're so far away. So we like kind of correct course. And then we realize how far away from the store we were. So we we're like trying to hitchhike. Like, in in Cape Town, I remember this. I completely yeah. forgot about the story. And, and then that random this, guy pulled up in that super sketchy car. Yeah, like ghetto, like 
1980s like vw like yeah. rundown but this was you could like, barely fit in the back you were like already like, like six like really two. bad like really bad stickers on the back i think so yeah and he had like scruffy hair like scruffy very ghetto probably shouldn't have done it yeah like but he ended up being that didn't have a head it was just like yeah. pipe yeah. Yo, yeah, he's just grabbing onto the actual stick, not the head. No, just, just, like, just, yeah. just like grinding the gears. No, and he turned out to be the nicest guy. Turned out to be like just that absolute bro. Yeah, <laughs> he did. He's 17 years old. Yeah, he did. Because we've never hitchhiked before. And he stops and it's like hubcaps. It was a Toyota Taz. I swear it was a Toyota Taz. Yes, it was. It was a Toyota, Toyota Taz. Taz. And it's the color where you can't tell if it's faded to this color or if mm. he bought a white one and it just got so dirty that this is now the color that it is. Yeah, it looked like spray painted. Yes. Yeah. Almost yeah. like he bought it. This, it, was like a, it was like an off caramel cream. I'll never forget this car. Like an off caramel yeah. cream, you know, that kind of yeah yeah he maybe scrapes a bit of like, paint off the side so he just buys a can of spray paint and just like over that part yeah, yeah. You can and like see, polishes it with his hand yes you could see like yeah. scratches on the side of the car offered us to like <laughs> offered to like what hitch us there but it wasn't yeah, yeah. Far. it was literally up a hill and then 400 meters across to it was a long walk it was, it was a long walk it was also but a short drive hill. yes it was a very steep hill it was it was a quad killer yeah yeah and he picks us up and we start talking nicest guy ever drops us off and he was like so what you guys gonna like buy and i was like i'm gonna go buy monster and he was like okay cool and, and we're like what are you gonna buy he's like probably like 500 rand worth of alcohol and that that time that was like a, a decent amount of money Look at that and now. we're like oh no good tuesday afternoon yeah yeah he's like oh yeah we're like no cool man he's like yo you should you guys should come and we're like 16. Like we are clearly 16 year olds, yeah. you know, drinking yeah. ages 18, clearly like not can't, we don't have our own cars. We can't this drive yet. This shouldn't even happen like in a three meter radius no. of us. Probably shouldn't be in your car, sir. But uh, <laughs> yes, we <laughs> will, we will consider your party. Yeah. Like I shouldn't, and there's three of us. I shouldn't be in your car. Maybe I shouldn't be in your house. When, yeah. You know, like uh, let's just not upgrade this game. And it was, yeah. it was, it was weird because he said to us, like, what are we going to go buy? And we felt so cool. Cause we're like, dude, I'm going to go buy, yeah. drinks, dude. you know, like we're going to buy monsters. Have you not seen that they drink this at the motocross? Like, dude, yeah. screen. this is not extreme. Yeah. Shit. You he, mean, oh, you mean mixes for your vodka? Yeah. We were like, but no. like to us, it was just like, nah, we're going to yeah. like, yeah. we're, <laughs> we're badass. You know? Yeah. And he's like, no, he's going to buy alcohol. Dude, he even offered a bias beer. I don't know if you remember this conversation, but he offered a bias beer. Not any hard liquor. So he was a relatively good person. But also the fact that he's offering makes him a pretty sweet dude. Oh, the night, like I would want to be friends with him now. He's probably like 30. Yeah, he's probably, he's probably but, now, but like looking back. Bro. What a sweet dude. What a nice guy. You know, like... I mean, it wasn't like we weren't drinking at that time. Like, we would go out and... and okay, so let, let's finish the story quick. So we go and I buy eight. I think I'm with you for a week, right? And I buy, and I buy like, 
eight to twelve monsters, and I walk out of spa. I think it was a spa, right? Like a little spa in like a corner shop. I walk out of spa with eight monsters, feeling like an absolute G. I was like, this is what life is all about. <laughs> like, I'm never gonna die. This is, yeah, like, this is freedom, baby. And I put them all in your mom's fridge and she's like, is this like, do you, does your mom allow you to do this? And I'm like, no. And she's like, no, okay. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, my, your mom is the sweetest my, lady. Oh, dude, she's an angel. But my, my mom's always been really, really good at that. Like, we'd buy, like now at, at 24, like I'll go buy, let's say three six packs, right? Yeah. And we're going to drink on like a Friday night and it's myself and my dad. So my dad will have like a glass of wine, like, or two. And then you'll have like one or two beers with me while we bry. But somehow by the end of the night, there's no beers left. And my mom will ask who drank all the beers. And we do this thing that my dad points at me and acts like I know my number and I'll point at him and act like he knows his number. And we just continue to like, grovel until my mom gets fed up she knows we've now like finished a shit ton of beers and she's like mm, boys mm, okay my mom's so good at like keeping an eye and keeping you in check but at the same time just letting you be a dude right it's just like don't puke on yourself yeah yeah but do, yeah. do you remember so in cape town south Africa, in south africa in general there's a chain called spur and it's like a steakhouse Dude, I've grown up in Spur. I had so many birthdays at Spur where they like give you the hat and yes, and then they sing like happy birthday for you. What's the song? And they bring a sparkler. We don't know, we don't care. We'll do it anywhere. Yeah. Happy birthday! Oh, yeah. oh. Happy birthday! Happy birthday! Happy birthday! Happy birthday! Happy birthday. Yeah. It, was, it was that kind of vibe, and there was something about Superman as well in the song, and we went to Stones, which is like a known bar around Cape Town or around South Africa as well, like a known bar, quite dingy, but they have pool tables. And you and I really wanted to play pool. We pulled in, I will never forget this. We pulled into Stones at half past 12 in the afternoon. Dude. It's just stopped being morning. That's yeah. how early it is. Like morning has yeah. just left. Yeah. And we go in and it's just a cleaning dude like scrubbing the bar, like counter off, just started. Cleaning. No one in there. There's yeah. not a single human being. There's like 12 nope. pool tables, not a single human other than the guy cleaning the bar. And, we and maybe like, maybe like the town drunk was sitting in the corner. I think, yeah, maybe. Yeah. And then the bartender who was like, there's, there's quite a few angel. town drunks there. Yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> and he's like, listen, you guys have, and, and we were of age like for this. I think we were 18. Or weren't we? Mm-hmm. Weren't we? No, because I remember we started playing pool and then we looked at each other. We were like, oh, we're going to try and get beers. Yeah. And then, How old were we? and because there was no one in there, we kind of, we kind of got like some confidence because we we're like, okay, mm. we're the only ones in here. We must have like some sort of confidence to be like, okay, you know, yeah. can we get a beer? You know, we, we, we had like a, an idea, like, like okay, the lady will be like kind of like yeah. in the shoulder. Yeah. Yeah, yeah she's got no one to like check up on her except yeah. the cleaning lady and Just the going up town and, drunk. Like going up to him, you know, that little like, uh, I don't even care that I'm ordering a beer. Just go, hey, what's up? Can I suck your yeah, Hey, can I get a Bud Light, you know? Yeah. 
And then we look at each other and we're like, yo, let's go try. So we go to the lady, we're like, hey, can we get whatever, like a, a black label or something? And we get one and she like, she sells us and we're like, okay, days on, you know? Yeah. Start playing pool. Next thing you know, we inspire. <laughs> no, absolutely. We had like, I think we had like three drafts each. I remember lining up shots. Shots of tequila. We had at least two or three. Yeah, there was like two or three of them each. And then we also had um, brandy specials that like double, double brandy and coke. Those are yours. I remember you like, dude, I want to order brandy. And I was like, what's that? Like, I've never heard of it in my life. Before. Yeah. yeah, like let's what, do what it. That, and then I remember at the beginning I was owning you in pool. Like, yeah, I was I was sinking everything. You weren't getting nothing. Yeah, yeah. Mitch drinks, 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 drinks. Can't beat him. I <laughs> like can barely look straight, <laughs> but winning. Like, yeah, I, I don't know if your skill went way down or my skill went way up. Like, I don't know if. You know, I don't know what the balance was. We need there, a graph. But something that the, the uh, lines just kind of like cross. Yeah, there's a there's a meeting point for sure. That meeting point so. is probably without the three tequilas and like the four brandy specials. We could have had met you in the middle of that beer. And then <laughs> we end up at Spur across the road, stumble across the road. And I don't know how I everything after like the third tequila, I don't remember. I remember playing pool, playing pool, playing pool. Really? You can't I remember? I remember walking to the spur. Do you remember that we went to a house party afterwards? Yes. I remember. Okay. So this is the exact order of events. I remember they very clearly, but here's like the order. Playing pool, drinks. Yes. Nothing. In spur. Uh, ordering like That's ribs and ice cream. Yeah. The huge plate of chips. I, I think I ordered ribs or like a rib burger or something. And, and, and sitting there just like, just what? like trying to eat the food, you know. You ordered that plate sized waffle. That you ate off the plate with just a <laughs> knife. <laughs> I like scooped up half the waffle and just like bit into it and just like progressively ate it like that. And then just never left your mouth. Just like constantly shoveled with a fork. And then we put so much of that spur sauce. as a spur sauce. It's a thousand islands, which is fire. It is the Maybe most incredible sauce, in the world. sauce yeah. that's ever been made. And we just... Took the bottle, just glug 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 glug. Just, dude, my, my lips were swimming. They yeah. were, they were like gliding across my plate, hitting the edges, <laughs> just like. But that's that's really the only way you can eat spurs. That is the only way you can or anything. If you don't drown your chips in spur sauce. Get out. You're not doing it right. Get yeah. out. You Why? you have you have chips with the sauce. You don't put sauce yes. in the chips. You order the chips. So you have an excuse to drink the sauce. To drink the, the sauce. It's like, it's like when you order a burger and it comes with the tomato, onion, and lettuce. No one yes. eats the tomato, the onion, and the lettuce. You move no. it out of the way. It's the same yes. with the chips. You order the or chips. Or you eat it. The chips are the tomato, onion, lettuce. And you move it and you throw sauce. And sometimes the chips slide into the sauce and you're like, ah, okay. And then you eat yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Or you and eat the lettuce and tomato and stuff just to make yourself feel better. Just yeah, just because you paid, yeah, huh? yeah. You don't want to waste food. Yeah, I, I don't want to waste food. It's like sometimes when I order a Big Mac and there's too much lettuce, I open it and I or like try to get as much of it out. But sometimes you try pull a piece of lettuce and it just doesn't come out because there's too much mayo on it. So I yeah. leave it and I eat it. 
Yeah, like that one hung on his head. That one, yeah. yeah. Lucky, lucky. You got lucky this time, Lettuce. But yeah. next time. Otherwise, I yeah. all of it comes off, dude. I'm not a fan yeah. of Lettuce on burgers. <laughs> not a fan. I, I'm a fan of Lettuce on burgers uh, just for the texture. I like the crunch. Oh, like no. a crunchy piece of iceberg on like a nice, like medium rare, like Kobe beef burger. See, I'm not a fan. Can't beat it. Like, I want to taste meat, sauce, and like if it's mushroom and or like onions or bacon or something, and then bread just to keep my fingers clean. Mm. Cleaner, mm. cleanish. Mm. So it's just, uh, it's a tool to eat the meat. Basically, I read the story mm. where they said that the sandwich or sandwich, how do you, sa sandwich or sandwich? Sandwich. It, sandwich. Sandwich. Sand I say, I, I think I add an M. I say sandwich. I also say sandwich. Sam, like ham. It's a, yeah, sandwich. It's like sandwich. a hamwich. It's like a hamwich. Yeah. It's like a hamwich. But it's a hamwich, baby. What, there we go. You're just like casual. It's just like a hamwich. Sandwich. It's However, like it comes off your. It's a hamwich. Yeah. It's a sandwich. It's a sandwich. But they say that the sandwich got invented by a guy, and I don't know if this is true. So don't take my word for any of this, but um, they said that it was invented by, there were guys playing a game of cards and mm. this guy wanted to eat whatever I guess it was that was on his plate, but he kept getting his fingers dirty so he couldn't play cards. So he took two cards out of the pack and he put all his food in between the two cards and just added from like, added from in between two cards. And then they were like, wait, can't count cards. So they used bread. Wow. I don't know how that's, true that is, but that's what I but that's what I read. I don't know where I even read it, but that's what I read. It sounds true. It oh. does sound true, and that's why I think like sandwich came in. Maybe he was Mister Sam. 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 Maybe he was Mister Sam. Sam, which yeah. was like it's a little bit arrogant for me to make the name of a food my entire name and surname sandwich. So, sand just change two letters, make it hmm. sand which there we go nice nice of him to not involve himself in the naming of food i think so you know, I think just sam take him out of the equation dude. i think sam's a pretty good dude we do we actually had a pretty good story of like a bunch of really nice people the the the, the person that served us beers in stones mm. the guy that hitchhiked us to go buy tons of monsters and then after eating all the chips and spur we ended up at the girls like that i was dating at, the up at her house yep yep and Mitch hooked up with his sister. Pow! Not, re not really, though. Not yes, really. Did. Ach, we were like cuddling or something, you know? I saw you guys. We were saw kafufling. Look, you didn't do anything. I was like, yeah, like, hey. But I saw no, you guys little, like, kissing and shit. We were like pecking, you know? It's like, yeah, but also we were sick. Yeah, that, that, was, that was a lot back then. That's what I'm saying. That was a lot. Know? What? We were 60 yeah. somewhere there, but. So we, and then you ended up like hooking up with her and then it was either her or her older sister that were like, look, there's this house party, literally four houses down the road. And we ended up going and it was the shittiest house party ever. And someone left a hubbly bubbly or like a hooker or a hooker, hooker or a hub or whatever you call it on the table. Yeah. And I was like, Mitch, 
We took it. We did I, take it. I guarantee we can get this thing home. So we cleaned it off in the pool. Do you remember? We took the whole thing apart. Dude, but and this is the thing. The this is just like charcoal, like drifting across the pool. <laughs> this is what I don't understand and what I can't remember. But we, like that house party, it, like you walked in and then there was like the little gazebo, like uh, straw hut thing with the tables that everyone was like playing games at and like putting their drinks on and stuff which went into like the the pool area and it was literally just like a pool in the middle of like a very small yard so it was like yeah there was paving around with a little bit of grass and some plants um but not not really not a lot of space and then they had the small house uh like like the entrance to the house and then the bathroom and everything like that so there wasn't much space to go there wasn't like you couldn't hide anywhere there wasn't like a secret like you know like dark area where people are making out like everything was just all out in the open i don't understand how we got that hookah without anyone saying anything because there was literally everyone that was at the party was in plain sight yeah yeah i did it was a really nice one yeah it wasn't bad it was stained and like all designed the glass was all designed and dusty and cool and yeah like wash it off in the pool and shoved it in your backpack and we're like cool. chucked in the backpack we're like yeah that's ours now <laughs> then as we walking as we walk outside we walk outside across the road so like literally out the door across the road as we cross the road like two police cars like pull up yeah and we're like oh damn entire party yep we yep. shut down the entire party like clapping them on like damn <laughs> get him get him no get him just don't ask yeah. anyone at Stones, the place we bought Monster or at Spur, what we got up yeah. arresting them. Yeah. My name is Dan and his name is Jeff. Yeah. Nice to meet I you. Know, See ya. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure the police officer was like, Did you were you guys at this just at this party? And we we're like, No, mm-mm. sir. Mm-mm. Wasn't us. No, sir, I was not. Walking around with stolen goods in our backpack. We deserve it. <laughs> Yeah, we did. We didn't know anyone at that party, so what else were we gonna get up to? Yeah, no, I can't. I hardly remember that party. I just remember talking to you and what is her name? What is the girl you're dating at the time's name? Uh, I can't say her name on you. <laughs> to this, to this episode, we haven't said a single name. Okay, so we'll, we'll keep it anonymous. Yeah, I almost did that. <laughs> So, then that happened. wasn't even a trap i just like you know i <laughs> just don't care anymore yeah fair, fair. but i was thinking so reason no one saw crap the on hammer. what is that no free advertising oh. that's a nice salt seltzer beverage oh there we go mine's a nice yeah beverage there you go Mine's warm though. They gotta pay us to advertise on here, man. Yeah. That's very true, dude. Well, yeah, we 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 gotta get you out of your job. Uh, I'm chilling for now. I just need to pay off my loans and then I'm chilling. Then I'll like start a podcast or like that's true. Just then give up on life in New York, bro. I'm so excited for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I can't wait for New York, man. It's gonna be uh it's gonna be a new adventure. Dude, New York looks in. Dude, I've had I've had posters on my wall of New York for years. Like that's the place that I've wanted to live. I've, I've Dude, always like, like a penthouse apartment in New York. In New York, man, that's it. Like New York, they made songs about it. They yeah. raps about it. Whatever. Like it's it's the like place of where dreams come true. You know. 
It is. That's where you go. It's like Hollywood and New York. No. Hollywood as well. Although apparently Hollywood's like quite a like difficult place to live. For sure. People suck. First yeah, of all. Yeah. It's not about like I know a lot who of you are as a person. I know a lot of great people from LA. But those great the thing is though told me that it's a little bit tricky. It's a little bit it's quite hard to live yeah. there. Like, the thing is, though, those people grew up in LA. They were born in LA. They grew up there. That's their home. The shitty people are the people that move to LA and think that LA is some sort of like magical place, you know? Land. And like all those people are trying to make yeah. it. So it's not about it's not about making friends. It's about it's about like who you know and what they do in the movie business. You know what yeah. I mean? But dude, like America as a whole is super interesting. Like, yeah, I, I, I don't think any other. So America's huge, but I don't think any other country has that many. Like, maybe because we see that all of them on TV, but that many types of the same, but different. Like people, like the South is different from the North, and the East is different from the West, and like everyone has their own opinions and ideas and views on the same government on like mm-hmm. the same laws and the same, like that everyone views yeah. it completely differently and everyone's got their own perspective. And I mean, cool yeah. speech and land of the great, and that, that, that's cool. But like, it's just an interesting thing to take on. It's, it's ma- different types of people. Oh yeah. Even not even like West and East, North and South, even just from state to state, like from Boston. So I've had, the awesome opportunity to live in like multiple parts of the states. So I live in Boston. I live in I live in Missouri right now. Yeah. Um. So and in and around the New England area. So Boston. There's like Massachusetts, which is kind of in the middle, and then there's um, Maine and New Hampshire and Vermont just above us. Yeah. These are like the really really small states of America, and then yeah. there's New York below us and Connecticut. There's like Connecticut, Rhode Island. Delaware, um, and then New York. And even like going from Boston to New York or Boston to Vermont or Boston to wherever, you can like see the difference in people. Like everyone just is is different, you know? Like mm-hmm. the the way they speak, the 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 characters of the people there, like it's New York's just cool. like crazy. Hey? It's pretty cool though, how like accents are different, yeah. opinions are different, lifestyles are different. Like it's pretty cool how everything changes so drastically, literally over a state border like yeah all the literally yeah yeah like we, boston we, massachusetts there's the there's a nickname called we or they call people from massachusetts mass holes because of the way they drive apparently apparently they're really bad drivers there i didn't really notice it but like there is like a like an arrogance to people who are from boston like yeah. stuck up kind of like doesn't really have time for you, you know, if you don't know them. Um, very like they're all just so fake. like busy and on the go and like making things happen. Yeah, New York exactly. is like that as well. New York is very yep. like people probably are worse on the go, hard, 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 get things done, don't waste time, kind of thing. So I don't think it's people purposefully trying to be rude. I think it's people just so ingrained into their own life and things that they have to get done that they're just constantly on the go. Because it was, it was, there was a little bit of that kind of attitude in Toronto in that people are so motivated and dedicated and hardworking and always on the go that there is, I mean, people are super dope in Canada just in general, but 
people there were a lot more on the go to themselves and busy as opposed to Vancouver, which is a lot more like the right. way of America as well. You know, laid back, yeah. chilled. You know, it's all about having a, a, a really cool lifestyle as opposed to living around your work, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, it's, it's a city life kind of thing. Like people in the city are very like on a grind almost. They're trying to like... Yeah. Which is cool. Trying to pursue whatever they're trying to pursue or, or yeah. you know. Yeah, it is. It's a, it's a different mentality, which is like part of the reason why I want to move there is be there. it's a different mentality. You can feel that like there's a different energy walking around New York than if you like where I'm in now, St. Louis. It's like, it's like complete opposites, apples and oranges. Like you can't compare the two, you know, like here's just so much more laid back. People are so much more relaxed. They're so, they are friendlier. Like they are just a friendlier people. Yeah. You know? Oh, that's true. Friendlier yeah. certain states and others. More time. Uh, yeah. It, 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 it's hard to really like explain unless you like see it. It is. If you like, and I think if, if you've been there and you've lived there and you've given a time, then I mean, you know, you'll have the best understanding as opposed to pointing fingers, you know, from other places, which is why I try not to comment on places I haven't been. Um, yeah. But it's cool. It, it, like it, it's cool seeing relation between big cities and laid back cities and you know how they all differ and how you know very big city based states or countries or cities are um yeah. you know very much the same in the way the people operate but it got me uh, it's funny huh it, this 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 whole topic of different types of people in america what did you what do you think of like, what did you notice between the different culture between South Africa and Toronto and Vancouver? Like, what? Because I, I feel like Canada, they, they're really not. I feel like Canada and the US are similar in a way. Kind of the same people. Um, yeah, so on that, <clears throat> out of the Canadians that we did get, like, to meet and hang out with and get to know really well, like, we met so many dope people in Toronto and so many dope people in Vancouver and we get along really well because I think South Africans are very hardworking, very passionate people. Um, and regardless of who you are in South Africa, you've either seen or dealt with some form of hardship um, in some way. So if it's not you going through it, then you're very aware of it. And you either have a friend going through a hardship or a community or a certain area or a certain race or a certain gender or a certain whatever. Um, I don't know a family in South Africa that hasn't gone through a hard time. And maybe that's everywhere in the world, you know, but I can only comment on South Africa. So that's, that's been my understanding that South Africans are hard, passionate uh, affectionate loving people so going to Canada you it's very easy for you to fit in and it's very easy to make friends because they're such friendly people but there are also people that are very focused on being politically and socially correct um, so they like to say the right thing and do the right thing and behave the right way and follow the rules and basically have a well-functioning society and a good system in place, which is what you should be doing. Um, I struggle like woke. Yes. Very it's woke. Like a woke culture. Yeah. Very, very, very woke. I take my hat off to Canada for that, but it's, um, it, 
it got frustrating for me at a stage. The problem is here, we don't have um, systems. I'm going to use the public transport as an example because our public transport here isn't the best and it's also very not easily accessible to everyone in Cape Town or to everyone in Joburg. It's, you know, very you know, specific areas to certain people that want to go certain places kind of thing. So I think we'll get there. But as of right now, it's a great area to make comparison in. So especially in Vancouver, their bus system and their sea bus system and their train system is on point. But like first world, very, very, very good. Um, and so the buses will run, let's say like in peak, they'll run every 10, 15, 20 minutes or whatever it is. But then what happens is because you start to understand the system and you start to follow the system and you have to, otherwise it's chaos. Otherwise you're never going to get to where you want to go. Right. You start to follow the system. So you wait at the bus stop knowing the bus is going to be at half past one, for example. So you get there at like 25 past, you give yourself enough time to make it to the bus. Half past comes, there's still no bus, right? 40 minutes past come, there's still no bus. And the Ross, the, the, the Ross bucks up. The bus rocks <laughs> at like quarter to two, like 15 minutes late, right? Yeah. People are so passive aggressive because no one wants to say anything like, dude, why are you late? You know, that's all you got to do. And then the bus driver goes, uh, someone got hit by a car or, you know, bird through, flew through the windscreen or, you know, I bust a tire and rolled the, rolled the bus or whatever. Like you can say anything and yeah. reasoning as to why I'm late. Everyone goes, Oh, okay, cool. You know, well, thanks for still pitching up, you know, good day or whatever. And so it's, so it's but no one says anything. Everyone just like gets on it. Yeah. And like, just gets mad at themselves. Just like hidden angry. But I, I, I also understand that because there's a system that's been put in place. You've asked us to rely on it. You've told us to follow it. We do our part. So when, when something goes a little bit wrong and something's late, mm. people are, people are working hard. People are busy and something's a little bit late. It throws, it, it, it wiggles that system a little bit, you know, like, People get frustrated. People get a bit emotional. You know, everyone's a little bit passive aggressive. You know, everyone gets to their meetings late and then you yeah. kind of see ooh, everything tilts and then it, you know, it comes back in again. And that was interesting to see. So I think culture wise to answer your question, that's where we're very different. South Africa, even if there is or isn't a system in place, we'll make it work. We'll find a way to make it work. And trust me, if something goes wrong, no one's keeping quiet about it. No one's keeping yeah. it. Someone's exactly. Someone's gonna say something, and we're gonna get to the bottom of it, and we're gonna talk about it for a week. But we're gonna get to the bottom of it. Like we're gonna figure it out. Yeah. yeah. Someone's someone's getting hurt. Exactly. There'll be like (laughs) really bad traffic on a Monday, for for example, for whatever reason. You get to the office. Everyone's talking about the traffic. Yeah, oh, bullets. Yeah, fucking traffic this morning. Yeah, that took me an hour and a half to get you from northern suburbs. I, I, I like, and that's just the conversation. There's no like mm-hmm. keeping quiet and continuing on. We're like, no, this is an issue. We all yeah. like, solve yeah. issue. You know, who like who's the Department of Transportation Minister? No. Like, let's figure this Next out. Phone. Dude, it's funny you say that. So in uh, I think Japan. So Japan is known for their impeccable public transport, right? Like to the second like the train will be there at this exact millisecond in time 
and doors will open at this second and you'll get in and we will leave at this second. Yeah. And yeah. So the one day, this is a true story. You can look this up. The train arrived 12 seconds early, not 12 seconds late, 12 seconds early. 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 It, it arrived early. If so you don't know what that means, it means arri- it arrives before it's meant to, not yes. after it's meant to. Yes. yes. People yes. might not understand that if they've ever used public transport anywhere in the world. Early means before you expect it to come. Yeah, as in, so you have you like you could get there and not have to wait because it's already yeah. there for you. That's what right. you could. Yeah. You could be wherever you're supposed to be before you planned it's an amazing concept Your meeting was at two but now you're there at five two yep and it's an it's an amazing concept and maybe in some utopia in a different like dimension that's happening but in yeah. this current world we live in i've don't think i've ever used public transport and been on time for anything like well, there's no in, in, in general, I don't think I've ever been early for something. Like, I'm so bad at <laughs> time. Like, now, for this podcast, I was so late. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've never been on time. Josh, Josh, Josh said it's, uh, it's 2.26 where I'm at right now. Josh was like, let's do a podcast at 12. I'll shower and everything. I'll hit the gym, shower and everything. He, yeah. he texts me. He texts me. Um, uh, I just got out of the shower. I'll be there in like five minutes. I was like, okay, fine. He, he, then he FaceTimes me and he's like, yo, bro, just about to hop in the shower. Uh, I'm like, hold on, yeah. hold on. You're like, wait, wait. <laughs> you what? just told me you showered. Yeah. I basically pulled that, you know, when people need to be somewhere when you didn't have to stay at home, when you can be somewhere and they're like, where are you? And you're like, dude, I'm five minutes away. And you like walk into your car. You, you still, car. yeah. I basically yeah. did that in lockdown. <laughs> Give me some credit. I can be late from afar. At so, least you're consistent. At least yeah, you're consistent. I, like yeah. family and friends, like Jess has started doing this and other friends of mine here do this. If I have to be like at a party or something at five, my friends would genuinely tell me to be there at three. Like <laughs> it's, it's, it's become a known thing. Everyone talks about it. Like even the family's chat. Yeah. My whole family need to be at a bride on a Saturday and I'm not at home with the family beforehand and I'm coming from somewhere else, my dad or my aunt will say to me, be there at four. The bride starts at six. I rock up at five, but then I didn't bring any meat or any beers. So I say hi to everyone and I'm like, cool, I'm just going to go grab some beers quickly. So then I leave and I go grab beers and meat and everything down the road and I come back and I arrive at six. So I'm fine with that, dude. I'm actually fine with that. Yeah, people will get used to it, okay. you know, Stop be it. consistent and people will get used to it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the, the train <laughs> was 12 seconds early and the, uh, the minister of transportation released uh, a, a public statement. He apologized on like live TV, made a public statement for this one train being 12 seconds too early. No like, jokes. Like apologizing apologizing like sincere apology for this train being 12 seconds early it's incredible that's crazy i used sorry to commute to boston hey yeah sorry. sorry that we're better 
Yeah. <laughs> sorry that we exceeded your expectations. I'm so sorry about that. <laughs> it's because they didn't tell you they were going to exceed it, their dude, expectations. That, that, that minister of transportation or whatever he is, dude, he, he needs a medal. Because I yeah. would never, they, never apologize. Ever. I would Paul seconds it to the grave. They'd be like, listen, John. Dude. You got to, people are rioting, dude. You, like, <laughs> you need to say sorry. I'd be like, tell them burn it all. I don't nope. care. Tell them burn the train. I still get it there 12 seconds early. <laughs> Bro, not 12, not 12 minutes. 12 oh, seconds. Seconds. Yeah, sorry. Like, seconds. yeah, like literally. That was five. That yeah. was more than a third of what. That those people waited. Like we or can didn't wait. Check it, check it. So we can literally stay silent for twelve seconds starting now. Twelve seconds. Twelve seconds. That was the That's how that Yeah. The train arrived before it was meant to. Before <laughs> And a public apology goes out. Unbelievable, man. We've, Unbelievable. We've been in South Africa, and I don't want to make us seem bad because we do a lot right. And during this coronavirus, can I just say we have been so good. We have been I must say, so good. Like way, 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 way better than the United States. I don't know what the yes. flip we are doing, bro. <laughs> but we have dropped the ball picked it up and dropped it seven times over it's okay if you're frustrated you can go for it i don't want to get too mad on this <laughs> start like punching the camera ah! yeah. yeah there's this so i've been staying pretty up to date with it and not on purpose because the house i'm at now the um jess and her family they're very up to date on cnn and stuff so it's always on, which is so great for me because when we do the podcast and I need to have an opinion on something, I can actually have some form of, you know, opinion on something, you know, out of what I've heard, I can then feedback. Um, there's still states that aren't in like lockdown. They still like, no, it's fine. Go out. At the same time, I still have friends and my heart goes out to them and everyone's entitled to their own opinion. That's fine. I still have friends that think this whole thing is fake and that it's a, a is it a ruse? Is, is that the, when you're like, when it's a, a, yeah. a ruse? That's a good word. Yeah. A good one. A ruse. Uh, they, they think it's a way for the government to overthrow the people and keep them all at home and gain full ultimate control of the people. I'm not saying they're right and I'm not saying they're wrong. I don't know. I don't know what government I don't know what they want to do. I don't know. Do these friends of yours smoke a lot of weed? <laughs> you would think. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Like, do they eat mushrooms that don't look like the ones you get from the yeah. store? Not shiitake. A little bit of uh, yeah, little, yeah. yeah. Something they found maybe. This actually reminds me. There's a they, bar. Mm. side note there's a bar in a place called hole in the wall uh on the east coast of south africa it's just it's like a seven hour drive down from durban in kwazulu natal there's a bar there a rastafarian pizza bar that is known for serving pizzas 
with shrooms on instead of mushrooms. No way. I went. I feel like. I feel like we've uh, we've had this conversation before. Did we you have tell that. me this? Okay. I think so because I because I remember I, I, I drove there because I really wanted to go to Hole in the Wall. It was one of my like bucket yeah. list things since being a kid, and I had to go. And we got there, and they're like, "Dude, you have to order a pizza from this place." So we did. And there's nothing sketchy or anything, but like. <laughs> I even asked the guy behind the bar and he was like, he's not going to give me an answer. I was like, fair. But That's awesome. We have to get to this topic. Okay. Because it's trending and it's funny and there's so many opinions on it and there's so many theories and I will say whatever I want on this thing. Yes. That lady My girl, right there. The bitch, Carol Baskin. Carol Baskin. Carol Baskin. So, Tiger King. This is our main topic of the podcast, and it's an hour in. I love that. The next hour is going to be on Tiger King. Okay, we have, we have half an hour, have half unfortunately. An hour. Yeah, I finished it this morning. So funny. So sad. Probably one of the best documentaries I've watched on Netflix ever. Ever. I, it maybe I don't even consider it a documentary. Yeah, it's it, like- it was informational. But it was a show. It was yes. That's it, like, it was like a mockumentary, but actually true. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It it happened to be informational about the abuse of wildcats and uh, these crazy people and like uh, murder for hire. But it was literally yeah. just. If this was just a TV show, I wouldn't have known that. This difference. this is the kind of thing that my friends at each rooms and think the government is out to get them could have thought up. But it's true. Yeah. Yes. Like, and, and, yes. And so if you haven't seen it, everyone's seen it. But if you haven't seen it, it's about a guy named Joe Exotic that owns this massive zoo with a shit ton of tigers in it. Got, he's got, what, like 300 tigers and lions in his zoo. So he has that. Of tigers. He also has a whole bunch of animals, other animals as well. But no one cares about them because they're not tigers, which is sad. But then there's this lady, Carol, who has exactly the Carol same Baskin. thing exactly the same thing but she claims to be different and yep. points the finger at joe and wants to get joe shut down then they bring so my background is is her. this is carol baskin that's her and yep. the lion next to her is one of the poor lions that are stuck so what they do what 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 she does i don't know if joe ever did it but they're both pieces of shit but she puts the water in an even smaller cage. So the lion has to go into the small cage and sometimes even stick their heads through a cage just to drink water, right? Just to drink right. water, yeah. First thing that I have to get off my chest. I'm going to swear I'm going to be very upset. I couldn't finish episode one. I, I couldn't do it. I got 15 minutes in. I was like, yeah. these people, all of them need to like feel some form of extreme pain. I want to put them all in a room and just switch the light off and walk in the room with a bat and just swing. Just like, <laughs> just keep swinging until you stop hearing like movement. Like that's yeah. how angry this made me. And then I saw how much it was trending and I was like, wait, I, I have to do this. And I also had to find it in me to be like, okay, let me try have both sides of the story. Let me try and understand from both point of views. No. There's not two point of views. There's one point of view. Carol killed. Think, okay. Okay. That, okay. We, we have to get into this first. That's like deep in though. Yeah. Yeah. That's deep in. We have to talk about Joe Exotic first because you can't explain Carol killing her husband without okay. 
knowing Joe, Joe Exotic. Joe, 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 Joe's, Joe's a character. Character that came to life. That's who Joe. Yes. Dude, I have notes. Okay, so Joe doesn't make sense to me. No, he doesn't. He doesn't make sense to me. He has so many things going on in his life <laughs> that I, I don't know how he keeps up with it. It has to be the only way he keeps up with it is the cocaine. Yes. Uh, that he uses profusely. And you can notice that from the very first scene when he's talking and his nose is like he's twitching. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Twitching for seven episodes, 45 minutes, just twitching. Like that's all he does. He twitches. Yeah. On top of twitching and doing cocaine, he's a musician. He made two songs, Here Kitty Kitty and something else. They're actually pretty good. Like it's got a good... <laughs> it's got a good melody like it's got a good it's got a good rhythm the lyrics aren't that bad um they're so catchy and that's why it's good yeah <laughs> but it's horrible music very impressed with his music skills um he owns hundreds of tigers he turns out he wants turns out he wants to make a run for president who then that doesn't work out obviously so he like for governor so he goes for governor of Oklahoma. Yep. Um, thinks he actually has a shot. Uh, doesn't. I think he doesn't even get to 20% polling, which is actually not too bad. Like for a drug addict, tiger owner. to 18%. Yeah, not, not bad. Hey, good shot, buddy. But, no. you know, never going to happen. No. Um, he's a web entertainer. I guess if you want to call him that, he makes like videos. He records himself like just yelling at the camera on copious amounts of cocaine and meth about his his life's issues and his grief. That's all about him with... hating Carol. That's all. About yes, him. exactly, exactly. Those are my notes on Joe. Look, I, dude, we can go on about this forever. And he's gay. No, no, no hate. To nothing. the gay, but he yeah. that, that like there's that's yeah. a crucial part of his. Life. I have dude, I have nothing against gay people. Love gay people. That's yes. I don't care. Fact is, yeah. love gay, people. love he, gay bars. Best best bars, gay bars. But yes. he got two, not one, two straight men to marry him <laughs> and stay with him for nine years. One guy was seven, and then he ends up. Okay, spoiler alert. But if you haven't seen, you haven't seen it ends up shooting himself in the head because drug addictions. I felt really bad for him. Oh, dude, it broke my heart because he was the one because guy that I actually liked. I was like, come right. on. He's going to come that first, The first come. video he made, like where Joe's like interviewing him, he seemed like such a nice guy. Just like a little bit of, little bit of trouble going on in his life. Um, and I was like, okay, I'm rooting for this kid, you know? So the fact that they had footage... So you don't see him shoot himself on camera, but he's just off camera and the, and, and, and the camera's filming a guy talking to him. Oh, yes, yeah, well, I mean, this whole thing. Yeah, I'm putting it all out there. And it, you just hear a bang and the other guy just like goes into shock. And I'm like, oh my word, this guy's killed himself on camera. It was hectic. It was yeah. so hectic. But he was the one guy I liked. Yeah. When it came out that he actually wasn't gay. Then the other guy who has like, what, three teeth, I don't understand those teeth. Teeth look like my nails, dude. Like, yeah, dude. <laughs> one nine, one nine, one nine. He has, he has, he has these teeth. What are they called? I don't know. The two front ones. The, yeah, he has a front tooth for a back tooth. Yes. 
<laughs> like he has the front one has and then the, the in front yeah yeah they like migrated like they were like Dude, it's like these two front teeth had a divorce and they were like i can't do this anymore no, i'm out and, and then, then they just went like this coming so that sometimes go close yeah <laughs> but that's it i don't understand he he, he tattooed private property of joe exotic above his schlong along long yeah are you kidding me who does that and he's and the thing is he's not gay so my heart kind of for like a split second went out to joe and i was like everyone's lying to this dude everyone is deceiving him but it's his fault exactly so after that split second i came back to reality right and i was like wait that's because he drugged them and gave them money yeah, so, so it was basically extortion. He's a shit and he has 300 lines that treats like shit. Yeah. So then I stopped feeling sorry for him very quickly. So that's the one thing. Joe Exotic. And dude, I see so many posts on Instagram where they're like free Joe, Joe for president, like that are like people taking the piss out of it. And I'm like, I hope he stays in there forever. Yes. Anyone I hope he has all the butt sex he wants. In, in the way that he did, stay in jail forever. Don't ever leave. Stay there. And the irony that you put I think it's COVID-19 right now. Really? Yeah. Or they, they put him in isolation because a whole bunch of people in his prison got, got Corona. Okay. That's rough, but it's just so funny because I still don't feel sorry for you. He put, it's, it's funny because his main, his main like tagline was calm as a bitch and it's going to get everyone one day. And you know? Like, uh, yes. Calm as a bitch, bro. Yeah, Come there it is. There she is. Yeah. All there she the is. But it's, it's so the irony is that he had so many animals in captivity in cages and then he ends up in a cage for the rest of his life. But then there's all these other characters that came into play. There's the Doc Antler guy who owns a massive zoo as well. Basically the same thing. And for some reason has like 19 wives. Yeah, yeah. And dresses all that he, of that he's yes and and not just like wives like normal like adult human beings he like groomed them from when they were like 17 to like work for him and then eventually like become one of his like sex slaves basically and 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 then they interview uh a girl that was working for him and she was young and she even states that in order to climb the ranks and in order to be like a higher sleep with him you had to sleep with him so I was like, okay, cool. Thanks for putting that out there. Cause everyone was thinking it, right? Everyone was like, what, what do these poor women have to do for him to like them? Yeah. So he's a piece of shit, right? Also, there were like a ton of lines that he had out on the lawn that were chained to like a pole in the ground. And I was like, oh, cool. Really? I want to do that to him. And then just beat the shit out of him with a stick or something. Yeah. So don't like him either, but he was the one guy in the show that was actually smart enough that they'd ask him a question and he'd go, no, I'm not going to answer that because you're going to use yeah, it. Yeah. In two years. I was he like, was, well, well played. At least you're smart enough. He, that. You, I think he was the only smart person in that entire documentary. Yes. Yes. There wasn't a single other than maybe like Jeff Lowe, but he also sucked. Like, dude, dude, he's he a did, shit, dude. He literally yeah. had a pregnant wife. <laughs> his pregnant wife next to him. And he goes, Oh, soon we've got so-and-so and so-and-so and so like, no, get him. like 16, like middle names. That's, that's going to come into the world. As soon as he comes into the world, we're putting her back in the gym. I was like, yeah. who says that about their wife? <laughs> and Dude. Then 
he brings up the fact that they're going to need a nanny because she states that she doesn't she doesn't have the time or doesn't want to work like look off. yeah so he goes oh um here's one and like shows it to the camera and he's known for like taking tons of women to his hotel in uh vegas and using baby cub lions to attract them yep. he smuggles he goes, suitcases and then yo, he goes like he goes like yo yo we'll get a nanny as long as i can choose her yeah. And then shows a picture of this like beautiful blonde, like, woman, and I'm like, oh, dude, so bad, <laughs> like crazy. Uh, male toxicity, bad. Yeah, uh, I'm just creepy. I'm there in case no one was away. Like, he's a piece of shit. Like, I'm gonna be the creepy grandpa with a camera on the beach. Yeah, yeah, he's literally like. To pick the nanny, I was like, dude, someone should arrest you just for saying. I, like, I've never cringed. Super creepy, dude. Like, yeah, as a little weird. Then you had, but who were the other characters? Then you had, oh, the one guy that I actually did like was the guy with the long blonde hair that looks after the animals on Joe Exotic's uh, farm. Mm. Right at the end, they finally take him into court, and he's like bugging out on the bed. Because he's obviously high on something. He's like fidgeting and can't look straight at the camera. I was like, okay, this guy, shame. This guy went downhill. On meth. You know, very hard. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, okay. like. Everyone was on meth. Every, everyone on the show is on something. Everyone. Everyone's yeah. on. Has to be. Coke or meth or something. And mm-hmm. everyone. Yeah. It's basically a, a, a documentary about decisions you make while on meth. That's what it is. You know, like have That's one. Great one. summary. Have five lines. Actually, don't have any at all. But if you're going to have one, have one. And then we sure. find you and arrest you and beat the shit out of you and take it from you eventually. Three. I was getting mad about the lines. Yeah, that's crazy. On like a small farm. Lions. And it's And it's bad because they were getting treated like pretty. They would feed them. Okay, I don't want to give too much away. I don't want to give too much away. Oh, dude, give but, it. hey. Yeah, give it, dude. I give mean, it? Yeah, give it. Stuff it? Yeah, okay, who, for anyone who's listening, I'm sorry, but Josh told me so. Um, they would feed the lions and tigers Walmart, expired Walmart meat, pretty much. Yeah. So Walmart would like not sell a bunch of their meat um, and they couldn't have it on the shelves anymore because it was expired. So they would just like dump truckloads of expired meat and feed the animals like meat. Not like deer or like good you know, quality, like whatever, grass, and like processed meat, just chicken nuggets, bro. Here's your chicken nuggets, you know? Um, so that was and, terrible. And, and that's how he fed his employees. Yeah, that, that's, yeah, that's how they ate, dude. That's how everyone on that farm ate. Yeah, they got to get on the back of the truck and pick yeah. up the food that they like. Um, I, I didn't know you could do that in that situation, but I, okay, like... Uh. And then, and then he would take the meat, start selling pizza at his farm, and then use the meat on the pizza. That was yeah. rough, dude. And then he goes, "Oh, I made I made dinner for 150 people on New Year's." I was like, "Yeah, yeah." What? Probably you? just bought out of what? You probably yeah. just killed 150 people. You piece of shit. Then yeah. just killed, shot the line, and so the line meat. All out. And the reason why. In, in the final episode, I won't give away the, f- uh, I can really want to, but I won't give away the final episode because in the final episode, you actually get a feeling for how badly he's been treating lions. And there's that, there's that one scene 
in I think like episode four or five, where he he claims that someone sprayed his shoes with cologne and it made yeah. the man attack his foot. Dude, that was genius. Do, like, do you know the kind of cheering that you do for like a football game, for like a sport? Yeah. I was so on the Lions side, I was hoping it was going to tear him apart, dude. Like, straight up, as soon as it started going for his shoe, I was like, it's, it's happening. It's Let's happening. go. Let's it's go. Yeah. We've waited two hours of episodes for this guy to die. It's happening. And then he pulls out a gun and, like, threatens to shoot the lion in between the eyes. Like, yeah. Yeah, oh, you bitch lion. Oh, bah, shoots the gun. He just starts shooting. Yeah. Also, kind of pussy-ass lions. Like, they were, like... Fair. You know, just just eat the guy. You know, he's got a little colonies for just chompies in the that, Like, haven't been out in the streets. You know, they got like no streets. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, these are like some stay-at-home. You know, like couch potato lines. Couch potato kind of lines because they like went for his shoe, yeah. dragged him like two meters. And yeah, then, and then just stopped. I was like, hang on, and then he started like using his crutch. Exactly. <laughs> the lion, and I was like, lion, uh, it's yeah. a crutch, and there's three of you, like. Just like bite his head, yeah. Sink, like, sink your canines into his skull, yes. and it's everyone grab over. on and run. Like, yeah, that's <laughs> going nowhere. And he uh, comes like he comes across as us like super badass. It's like, ah, I'll shoot you between the eyes, bitch. You know, like, yeah. It's like this guy's clearly in his own world. It's like know? they don't understand you, bro. Yeah. This guy really yeah. thinks he's the king. He really thinks Josh he's powerful. I need the bathroom more than anything right now. Hit it, hit it, hit it. Two seconds. Hit it. So while Mitch goes to the bathroom, so basically the whole crux of Tiger King, what upsets me, but also proves very interesting at the way that society and the way that individuals have viewed this thing. I know a lot of people take the piss out of it and a lot of people make it funny. And I, 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 I appreciate that and I like that. But there's such a problem with this industry and this whole market in America and possibly everywhere else in the world where people just have this obsession, this like God complex, this like state of vanity that they live in where they think it's right to own wild animals and have some form of control over them. And I think I, I'd like to hear other people's opinions, but I think that's what it comes down to. I think it comes down to this vanity and this like self obsession with having the power to control a wild animal. And I don't think I'll ever understand it. But I think these people have put themselves in a position where that just becomes normal, where that becomes acceptable for them. Um, and that's kind of the only thing left for these crazy individuals. And no matter what character it is in the movie that you're watching, and no matter what character comes up, they're all pretty crazy. And they're all pretty in the head. I was just going into like the moral dilemma of this movie and how the market's so big that like, there's more lions in captivity in America alone than there are in the world, in, in, in the wild, in the entire world. So there's less than 4,000 tigers in the wild, in the world. And how many, like eight, eight to 10, 800, yeah, 800,000. No, 800. I think like it's in the hundreds. Oh, left, sure. left in the wild. Yeah. 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 I think it's three. I think it's 3.8. I think it's 3,800. I think you're right. And then, like, the, the numbers in captivity are, like, 8 to 10,000 oh. or something crazy that are still... Yeah, left in the wild is 3,900, apparently, according to wildlife.org. 
3,900 left, and there's what yeah. double that in captivity because people have them in their backyard yeah. in giant zoos. I also don't agree with zoos. I hate zoos. I hate zoos and I hate the circus. Mm. Mm. I hate circuses it. are so I can see circuses. Zoos, like they can be really nice zoos. Like they can keep the they can I, keep up. Oh, I don't know, dude. I'm I like I'm so far tilted to the one side. So we're gonna go into the fact of where the cow killed her husband, but we'll get there now. And um I, the reason I don't like zoos, there's a, and I've been, I've been wanting to put them into as many episodes as possible. Um, there's a foundation up in Joburg that are a foundation that look after um, lions. It's a lion sanctuary called the all hearts, all hearts foundation. It's all underscore hearts underscore foundation. And they look after a massive, um, a few prides or if, if I may of, of, of wolves and it's not a zoo. They've taken uh, wolves that have been injured um, that would otherwise, otherwise have been killed or that were in captivity originally in zoos. They've taken them and they've, um, you know, like I want to say healed, they've like helped them recover. They've given them a life, whatever, whatever. And those that are healthy enough, to be placed back in the world that you can then put back in the world. Otherwise they breed them into big prides um, and they can then increase the population by putting them back into the world and by, you know, kind of like looking after them. It's by no means a foundation that allows people to come and pet the babies and then they get rid of the babies because there's no money to be made. Like it's a foundation yeah. that are constantly saying, guys, donations, please help us keep these animals alive, help us keep the numbers high. And it's literally them out in the wild with these animals, not in a zoo, out in the wild with these animals, trying to keep their numbers up and try to look after them and put them in the wild and rehabilitate them and like, you know, get that involved. I think that's awesome. And I think yeah. if, it's, if it's that kind of environment, if I can go and see an animal and you can inform me on that animal because it's injured, or it got abandoned, or you saved it from hunters, or you saved it from a zoo, that animal I will go and see. That I'll go see, and I'll go and I'll pay my proceeds. I don't want to pet it. I don't want to touch it. I don't want to be in its space. If you put me in a cage, I wouldn't want to be touched either. It's an animal that needs to be saved. It needs to be helped. Go yeah. and look at it. Go see it. Go take your kids to see it. Go get them informed. Let them understand, let them see it, you know, kind of like have a respect for animals that we all need to have that I get. But like you see all these. That's, that's what the, that's what like Carol Baskin and Joe Exotic and whatever. I'm sure at first it was about like wildlife conservation. Like I'm sure at first it was all about saving the tigers. I, <clears throat> I believe that. Like even as shitty of a person as Joe Exotic is and as Carol Baskin is and as Jeff Lowe is, I'm sure their intentions at first were, okay, let's breed these lions. Let's bring them up. Let's raise them. Let's, let's like, let's breed them, right? Let's increase the population, release them out into the wild. Right. And slowly, like you can see, like it deteriorates into this just power grab. It's, it's like this fight for millions and millions of dollars because people just want to pet the shit out of tigers. Like people just love yeah. tigers, like seeing these wild cats. 
So they like start selling merchandise and they start selling, you know, whatever other products they have. They can. Selling like condoms it's with like, tigers on them. Like if, if you want to look at foundations that do it properly, go look at all hearts foundations and go look at, I mean, there's so many, dude, there's so many foundations out there that are helping animals and whatever. And yeah, that do watching, it right. like watching this made me more aware of those foundations and how much more yeah. I can do and how much more we can all do. So I guess the positive that I got out of watching this documentary was your entertainment and the information and it's very eye-opening but it also made me very very aware of these of these organizations that are doing great things for animals that put yeah. these pieces of shit to shame yeah so on that did carol off the husband there's no doubt in the entire world's mind that she did Yes, she definitely did. She definitely did. She, yes. She 100% off that husband. He's a millionaire. He's worth so much money. He was cheating on her for years. And then decided to leave her. Yes. He was also like, what, 20 something years older than her? Yeah. So yep. she was basically waiting for him to peg so she could inherit all his money. She then. <clears throat> what? I don't know. I can't remember the exact details of how she did it, but she basically moved all of his uh, profits and all his bank accounts, all his properties and everything under her name, gave his kids, which he had with his wife before, gave those kids and his first wife 10% of what they deserved, kept everything for herself. Yeah. And maintains this, what she calls a, you know, animal sanctuary. Sure. It's actually just a zoo. You know, shut up. She basically married him uh gave him whatever he needed in terms of sex and power with these animals yeah he he liked animals too so it was he did. Like she was like he has 400 lions there you go yeah man. yeah he has tigers lions and ligers baby yeah. Yeah. Like, come get it yeah and he fell that. for that um then he uh then she started getting like crazy started threatening him she At that point, he was like, stuff this. I'm off to Puerto Rico or wherever he was going to go. Yeah. Then he like... They wanted had, to leave the zoo because there, was, there were less uh, legislations in place that were going to stop him from growing yep. more and whatever. Yep, yep. And then she was like, hold on. I have literally nothing without this man's money. So right now I have power of attorney. So let's just, let's I don't know, maybe he slips into a tiger cage or, maybe, or just whatever like, happened to him. Yeah, there was, there was the option that she put him through a meat grinder and then fed yeah. him. Yeah. And that she, she put him in the, um, that tank in the ground. Um, yeah, septic tank. Yeah. Septic tank. There's so many yeah. different options. And Did, all of those seem far-fetched until you watch yeah. and, you, and you start to understand who this woman is. Right, you look into her eyes and you're like, oh, she definitely put him in the meat grinder. I got a little tasty, tasty there and, you know, mixed up yeah. ices and some shit and was like, yeah, bang, off to the lines. And, you know, For and, sure. And I love how there's like, she has no care. She, like, <laughs> she, she even makes a statement about the, the incident that happens where Joe claims that someone uh, sprayed perfume on his shoes and, and it made in quotation marks made the lion attack him she's like oh everyone knows that that wouldn't work you should use something like um sardine oil 
soak his shoes yeah. sardine oil, make him wear them, put him in the cage. Lions are trying to do it. Lions will try to eat it. It might eat him entirely and he just won't exist anymore. But I don't know. I've never done this for myself. Yo, and she's like, hey, Carol. <laughs> yes, Carol. Whatever you say, Carol. Okay. She was like, they were like, yo, she got put, he got put in the meat grinder. And then she was like, are you kidding me? I couldn't even put his hand in the meat grinder. Dude, so like funny. he was like, she tested it or something. Yeah. It's, it's like this big. Look at my hand. Look, I can't even fit his hand in there. I was like, I don't but think bro, you put work. entire animals into the meat grinder. Like, <laughs> you can pretty easily put a human in there and it'll grind the meat. Ask me, it will work. Yeah, yeah. So she was very, like, specific in her explanation out of whatever it was, which just made her look more guilty than if she just shut up. Exactly. And it's, and it's, yeah. it's also so entertaining because everyone in the show makes a point. So Joe's going, she killed her husband. And I'm like, yes, Joe, you are right. Of course. Jeff Joe. is like, Joe's a piece of shit. And I'm like, yes, Jeff, you are right. <laughs> Everyone's then, right. <laughs> Antle comes up and he's like, oh, Joe doesn't know how to run a zoo. I know how to run a zoo. And I'm like, oh, no, yeah, right there. You know, like, everyone makes yeah. a point. And I'm like, shit. Everyone is 100% right in their, like, in their, like, uh, their, 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 what they're doing it for right like joe exotic's like doing it for the tigers but his whole thing is like against carol baskin which is kind of true like you should be against like fuck carol baskin but yeah. at the same time you're a piece of shit so you're a hypocrite carol baskin's like nah fuck joe exotic he's torturing animals and then i mean you know <laughs> dude it, look it, it, it i think from episode <clears throat> from episode one to Oh. yeah i was just heartbroken the whole way through dude because like yeah. animals and animal abuse touch really close to home for me i hate animal abuse and i know everyone mm -hmm. does and rightly so from episode like five six and seven the last three episodes all i wanted to happen was i wanted everyone to get their own i wanted mm -hmm. everyone to face some form of consequence and every word that came out of their mouth i was like it's going to happen now now it, oh, mm, oh, ah, it's coming. I was hoping that they were all just going to meet in a room and just take each other out. Like, cool. Th that would have been a pretty dope ending. It, yeah, if everyone just got eaten by a saga. That would have been the perfect end ending to the Yeah, and sadly, Carol's still running a zoo. Yeah, well, one, of the, one of my friends, or, or yeah, this guy that I know, he went, to, he went down to Florida and he went to Big Cat Rescue. <laughs> really yeah he's taking videos and stuff yeah it's mad fun that's so hectic still there she's still doing her thing still just trying to evade the police or whatever she's trying to do uh, there i was i was i was super safe cats on 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 the police's part in this whole thing so first they sucked they, they just straight up sucked bad so first yeah. they were like okay there's a shit ton of lions in our country or on private property. I don't know that. Okay, so we'll just, but it's illegal to buy and sell. So they're all there, but they just popped out of nowhere. No one bought us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so let's just ignore no. the issue, right? So that gets ignored. Yeah. Then Carol offs her husband, and they're like, well, can't find him. So yeah. guess she didn't do it, right? She's innocent. I guess she's innocent. Then yeah. Jeff. That ra that weird ball dude that has the uh, the teardrop tattoo and this is awesome. yeah, yeah, yeah the characters uh, 
Joe Exotic, the three of them, like, team up to plan how they're going to kill Carol. They have messages, phone calls, footage, like, hidden cameras, everything, on the fact the three of them were going to kill her, and all that didn't happen was the transfer of money. Then Joe gave the guy who they settled on to kill her $3,000, and he just buggered off and went and spent it all in strip clubs and went on holiday, and they were like, oh, uh, okay. Nah, he, yeah. he just gave him allowance for a holiday. I'm like, it, yeah. it's written in the messages. It's in the messages. <laughs> Go and Here's $3,000. And they're like, nah, don't get it. It's crazy how, and then to like, they didn't have a strong enough case against him for that, which is unbelievable to me because everyone knew it. Everyone had like the guy had, it was wearing a wire to like try and catch him. They had all of that stuff. And then to peg him even more when he got arrested, they dug up all his tigers in jail and then used that as leverage to make him confess to killing, to trying to kill Carol Baskin. Like it's so many tigers. Yeah. Yeah. What Unbelievable. Every every person in that documentary is a piece of shit. Down to the police, that like it's just unbelievable. All of it, dude. Unbelievable. It, it, it literally it. sounds like a made-up story, and it all happens to be true. And I think yeah. I, I I try to be very aware towards like wait, maybe they're trying to sway you, like the guy that made it. No. Maybe he's trying to sway. You. He's not trying to sway you. It's no. this is literally what it is. It's a terrible yeah. industry that needs to be taken down. And here's a story in that industry. This is really what's been going on. And like, dude, I want to go to Big Cat Rescue so badly, so badly. I want to go see what's happening down there. Dude, I want to go punch Carol in the face. Yeah. And then ask her. Don't... I'd be like, Carol. Carol, by asking. Did you did you off your hubby? <laughs> Talk to me now. Yeah. Just between. Do you, th- do you think she'll change her mind? She'll be like, Well, Josh, yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah, it was all me, man. Sorry. Yeah, just wear wear a wire when you go. Yeah, I should. I'm gonna like hide my wire in my pocket. The the one of the one of the best parts for me about Joe not like not having enough proof in that he said in his videos, you said he he was an online entertainer and stuff, like they have footage of him putting a blow up doll, pulling out a revolver and then shooting her. Shooting the blow up doll in the head and being like, Well, there's Carol and I'm like, um and the police literally their response was everybody's got uh, the right to freedom of speech. Yeah. It's true. It's true. Like it, it won't yeah. hold up in a law of, in a court. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. it's just, it's, it's, it's a parody. It's, it's like, it's, it it's under parody law. It, it properly got me thinking about it. And I was like, that's actually, you could say that stuff and no one could do anything. People would hate you. Yes. Yeah. And you'd probably be the first suspect if that person was to die. But no one, no so one can prove what? anything. You didn't do anything, you know? It's literally like you've seen 22 Jump Street when he, when he goes to college and his lecturer in front is like, the other tower's made out of dildos. And he just says random stuff. He's like, I can say whatever I want. That's literally everybody. That's everyone. Yeah. That's everyone. That's everybody, man. That's America. That's yeah, America. I was two of my students. I actually am. Her and her. Anyway, <laughs> I'm like, what? Like... <laughs> Oh. And everyone's like, "Wait, he just said that? Like, no. what? How to do that? Yep. Can we do anything? Uh, no, nah, not really. <laughs> um, like, uh, like uh, he shot, he shot a blow up doll of a person. Yeah. He said on he camera. Her head in a jar. 
uh, 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 oh, but he can say that, you know. <laughs> Good old Joe just making jokes. Joe, Joe, such a funny guy. Yo, he's a funny guy, man. Just sense of humor. Yeah, he's just a he's a unique individual. You can't put me in jail. Yeah, yeah, dude, my meeting got cancelled. So we can chat for like the rest of the night. <laughs> Meeting or cancel? Yeah. Sick. Sick. I was going to go on and just like have it in the background while we talk and just like oh, whatever, be... watch them do their thing. That'd be so That'd much fun. Yeah, I met just to yeah, just... because we're in quarantine and you have to <sighs> work via Zoom stuff. I chose, I chose the perfect and the worst job for this quarantine. Really? Well, yeah, because I have a job, which I'm very grateful for, and I'm making money, which is all good. Nothing really changed for me other than I'm working at home, but I have to work at home. and Which is hard. I, it's very hard because I now have to, I sit at my desk, and this is where I usually play like games and or like video games. I play video games, and I read here, and I play guitar here. And, yeah. Like this is my chill zone usually, and then work is, you know, separated at the office. And I know when I leave work that now it's, you know, I can do whatever I want. But now I have to sit down at my desk and like convince my brain that's been doing fun stuff at this desk for the last like six months, seven months. And I have to say, okay, now we have to actually do work. And my brain's just like, nah, dude, like, no, this isn't where you do work. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. It's going to happen. Yeah. Dude, I like the, the hardest part for me. It's like, I don't have a nine to five job, right? I do like this and then, you know, a bunch of other stuff and whatever. Sick brag. Yeah. But, uh, it, it kind of like this whole quarantine thing has also made me look at it in that I miss society in ways that I didn't before. So like I look at people that work in offices and like have the office banter and like friends at work and whatever. I, I don't have any of that. And I'm like, it, it's kind of cool, you know, that you can like have a brow on a Friday with all the guys from work, you know, and you can listen, you know, you see these people and like, I don't have that. I mean, I'm blessed with the relationships that I do have. I've got great people in my life. And I'm saying like how people are so involved in society and then you take it away and you start seeing it now. Like now I'm aware of it. I see like what people don't get to see each other, couples that don't get to see each other, people that have friends at work and actually like being at work. You like, like being in the office around friends and in meetings and going places and stuff like that. And there are positives to work. Like it's kind of mm. made, you know, and I think maybe it's made everyone look at it like that in that, like, you know, I don't think it's always a bad thing being in an office. I just think it's absolutely not. I would absolutely not. Yeah. yeah. The problem, uh, like you should be working like, you know, like, yes, even if your job sucks, like, you should be working. It gives you a, a reason to wake up in the morning. You're getting paid and it gives you like a challenge every day. Like you yeah. have to do stuff and you learn, you learn so much. I've learned way more from my internships and my job than anything I learned at school. Like I le what I learned at school is just like a nice like foundation, you know, it's yeah. just, it teaches you like what to think about, you know, like how, not, not, not how to think about things, just like what, to think about when you think about certain things, right? Yeah. But everything I've learned has been outside of school. And people are like, oh, fuck work, like work sucks. Like I don't wanna go to work, but it's like, okay, but then your job, then what you're doing isn't 
for you isn't teaching you anything that's relevant to you then you need to find a new job yeah dude i i think like this whole topic is so specific to each individual because like you have guys that really don't enjoy their job but they have a family at home you know and they have a yeah. family to feed, so they don't have the luxury of going and finding something more enjoyable um you just have people that are stuck where they are you have people that are financially you know in debt and have to be where they are or owe anything or maybe have ties or shares into a company and can't leave or whatever it is but yeah like i've i've been super lucky with like everything that i've been able to do in the careers that i've had and the like the ways that i've made money and um my biggest thing from like 16 was i i just want to go into a career and into something that i am passionate about that i love doing that i wake up every morning and it's brand new it's different whatever whatever and obviously having yeah. wanted to be an actor since like 10 years old that was obviously you know the area that I wanted to go into. Um, so that's kind of, you know, the, the path that I've been taking and the one that I've been battling with and, you know, having my struggles and my successes and my whatever. And it's been amazing thus far. Um, it's like everything you do in life, you're going to have ups and downs. But exactly, like if you're exactly. passionate about it, then it's it's nothing you need to worry about. Yeah. And I, and I think like if there's anything that I've been able to learn, dude, to hustle is such a gift dude if, if if you're the kind of and i know so many people are like ah oh, hustle and i'm like eh. you know like there's there's been so many times in my life when i've been like yo i'm hustling and i'm making it happen and whatever but like you know you live at home with your parents and your parents pay for the food and whatever whatever and like i'm just hey you know, i live at home with my parents dude no so I, dude like yeah, yeah. I'm living at home for a while but i'm saying like you know still technically like traveling and airbnb yeah. and stuff doesn't really count as having an apartment so I think, you know, different circumstances differ for very, like various people. And initially, um, I like to have quite an opinion on this because it's something that I feel so strongly about, about having a passion and working in that passion and no matter what, gunning it and no matter what being motivated and, you know, like no matter what, nothing can stop you. Passion's the only thing you need kind of thing. But there's also realities to life, you know, where like, bills happen and life happens and family happens and things don't always go your way and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, like whatever else it is. And you know, that's uh, yeah. kind of life. It's, it's true. It's true. I mean, there, I think there is, I, I think people value the wrong thing sometimes like there, there, yes, you have your bills to pay and you need to pay your rent and you need to do whatever. Yeah. But the value of uh, the value of being happy will eventually outweigh like anything material. Like if you can, if you can find something that you value, like that you are passionate about, that you enjoy, that you love doing, the money will come. That you you should never worry about money in whatever you're doing. If you're doing it for the passion somehow in some way the money will come because there's yeah i think that's uh, how the world works yeah yeah it, I, and unfortunately when people get trapped into that like uh that grind of okay get a paycheck uh pay off my bills okay now i have you know money to put away and save for my family i've okay now i have a bill now i need money so i have to work and you get that steady paycheck and it's a it's kind of a trap and people get very afraid of getting out of that rhythm because then it's the unknown right and people don't know then it's like okay what do i do now but if you are a normal person 
you'll probably figure it out. Like you will, you, yeah. you, because not because you want to figure it out, which you should want to, you know, pay your bills and feed your family, but like you have to figure it out to like live, you know? And if you have been resourceful enough to like study, uh, you know, whatever field you studied and then get a job and then work and like you've learned something, then you are resourceful enough to get out of whatever shitty job you're stuck in and figure a way out of, you know, whatever, maybe it's downsizing, whatever, but like that, the, the shittiness of going to that shitty job that you just don't want to be at is not worth, you know, the paycheck. Oh, sure, dude. I, I think like, people are scared of getting out of it. And I don't, I don't think you should be at all. No, I think anywhere that there's passion, there's money. I think passion is probably the, the, the biggest driving force in anything because if you desperately and ultimately want something to work, I think it will. Um, mm. You'll only be good at something that you're passionate about. Or maybe it won't and you learn a whole lot. Yeah. Like there's, and I, that's just as valuable. I can't remember who made the quote, but like, you know, um, oh, what was it? It was... worrying about something that you don't enjoy is stress worrying about something you love is called passion or something like that like the difference mm. between you know the two and i i, I think look i've like my my perspective now on life if every day i try to make this a habit because i journal quite a bit i think it's great i think so many more people should do it um, I don't know journaling is the way to go dude but every day thinking exactly and because it's 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 a way to get things out dude it's and, and it's it's also a way to make things real so when yeah. i write something i also read it out loud to myself so whether it's something i've gone through a story i have or an idea that i have or anything i read it out loud or i circle it i think there's a lot of power in circling something and like solidifying that this is what it is so every day I number it and I write uh, my statement for the day is I am blessed, right? That's just, I just write that whether you're religious or not, whether you're spiritual or not, whether you're whatever, you know, I just write, I am blessed. Like as in, it's going to be a good day. I have everything I need. I'm so lucky for what I have. And it just, by doing it daily, it flips my train of thought and it flips my perspective instead of looking at it and going, yeah, but I don't have this. Yeah, but I'm struggling here. Yeah, but this hasn't paid off yet. Yeah, but this hasn't happened yet. Yeah, but the podcast this. Yeah, but my career this. Yeah, but this, you know, that's normal way of thinking. That's, a, you know, the acceptable way that the world thinks. I don't want to think that way. So I, I look at it as in, you know, like my family live on the quote, if you don't have family, you have nothing, you know, and it, it doesn't have to be family by blood. It can be a family that you built for yourself. It can be, you know, whatever you see as family. If you don't have that, what comes to mind when you think of family, if you don't have that, life is going to be really, really hard. Um, there's a book that uh, Jess's dad gave to me to read now. I'm so bad at reading books. If you give me a book, I need to sit down for like, like three, four hours and I have to read and take notes at the same time. I can't do this thing where people pick it up and just read at any point. You'll see like someone get on the train and they're reading. Then they read quickly yeah. before bed. Then they read when they wake up and they read in their lunch break. I'm like, I can't do that. You need to give yeah. me like the time in the day that I can sit and study word for word. Otherwise, why am I doing this? I'm literally wasting time looking mm. words on a page, right? And that's a good way of reading books. A lot of people read them. 
they don't they don't try and understand them yeah yeah, yeah. especially like books that I like reading I like reading about like people and you know like relationships and like sociology and psychology that type of stuff interests me a lot you, like, and emotion. have you read uh David Goggins's uh you can't I hurt me haven't, but someone brought that up I think Jess brought it up yesterday um about that. that's a good book to read yes man that book is uh it's a biography about David Goggins if you don't know who David Goggins is he is a uh ultra endurance athlete yeah so he runs like hundreds of miles at a time um through like deserts like he's he's a madman if you don't know him go follow go follow his instagram he's this he's just on another level he's a different type of human being he his whole uh his whole he's like saying that he says after each of his motivational videos is stay hard and it's like this this idea about the world makes you soft right like everything is uh, be comfortable, be, be happy, be, no, you know, whatever. Happy. You always have to be yeah, happy. Yeah. 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 And that, and that's not true, right? Like no one's, no one is always happy, right? There's no one in the world that's always happy. You're going to have shit times and it's about how you push through those shit times that define you as a person. And, uh, he's just the hardest, like most intense person I've ever seen. I, I hope to meet him one day. That's, that's like a, a goal of mine. Um, but he, his book, uh, stay, I think it's stay hard. I think I have it somewhere. Um, it's just about his life, man. It's, you can't even, it's not even a biography. It's a story, man. And it's a story that you get so into and it's just the craziest things happen. Like you, you can't believe what this guy went through. Like you, you know, you can't make it up. It's, it's incredible. Yeah. Well, I think there's a book do you know russ the the artist yeah rapper yeah he he like wrote a book i say that in quotation because it's not like you know it's not like a biography full-on written book it's more about like his opinions on success and the industry and career and passion and that kind of thing and i love reading that kind of thing someone that's successful at what they love and has become a millionaire famous you know if all of all of the things that we all want to attain in life in some way we can relate or relate to that. He, you know, brings it down and shows you, you know, what like his beliefs and ideologies on that all are and how he got there and how he maintains it and, you know, how he feels about all of it, which is great. So that's definitely a book I'm going to read. And I'm going to put this one by David Goggins down as well. But the, the book that Jess's dad gave me now, I can't remember the author's name, which is shocking, but it's called uh, uh, David and Goliath. Mm. And it has nothing to do with yeah, it has nothing to do with the, the Bible story. Um, it's all about uh, people that come out of a hard situation and people that come out of a good situation, hence David and Goliath, um, and how they face life and who comes out on top and who doesn't and why they would and how David can come out on top and Goliath can come out on top and how he kind of looks at the two. And I literally, we ended up talking about it for like two hours at, at, at dinner the other night and I opened the book after he gave it to me and read like one page. And the page was just to revert it back to the importance of family. The page was on people have this, uh, this idea that people that come from harsh uh, family backgrounds tend to do better because they are more motivated to make something out of themselves. Right? So a lot of artists, uh, especially musicians, 
a lot of musicians that I follow and that I am inspired by or whatever come from that kind of background where, you know, one parent wasn't around or both parents weren't around or they got abandoned or they they're like a full Kurt Cobain kind of vibe, you know, Kurt Cobain like lived under a bridge for months, you know, and got like foster home to foster home and whatever. And he became Kurt Cobain, you know, and people have this idea that because you don't have a family life or because you come from a hard time that you are then motivated to become more and or push to become more and therefore you do. And whatever the author's name is, I can't remember, but he basically breaks it down and says that this is probably one of the most untrue beliefs that anyone could have. He said individuals that go through life after the death of a parent or a missing parent or being abandoned by their parents or whatever it is, probably are dealing with one of the hardest life life situations that you can get thrown ever as in the loss of a parent or the absentee of a parent or parents is one of the hardest things an individual will deal with in their lifetime. And I just found it so interesting for him to kind of say the opposite, you know, to almost go, no, that's not exactly how it works. We're not defined as individuals by one circumstance in our life, you know, because you have or don't have parents doesn't like necessitate whether you're going to be successful or not. Um, and I, I'm so after reading that one page, I was like, oh, I need to read this because I had that understanding, you know, that like people that come from comfortable environments and comfortable backgrounds don't ever feel like they need to achieve more because it's always been there. Kids that come from harsh backgrounds always been like, Oh, I want that. I've never had it. I'll do whatever I need to have, you know, do to have it. And those lines are blurred in, 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 in the way that he describes it. And that's why I'm so excited to read that book. Um, yeah, dude, in, like interesting stuff just on the behavior of people um, i think i think that idea comes from the comes from the fact that like most of those people have to they are like brought up in a way that you you have to work like you have to provide for the family in some sort of way so they taught some sort of discipline they taught some sort of like yeah. uh routine or or they go through a hardship that forces them into that situation yeah whereas other people don't they don't ever, they don't have hardships. They don't have a lot of hardships in their life. They're, you know, grown up in a wealthy family with everything they ever wanted. So they're never forced to get into that situation. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But, um, but I, I think everyone's capable of it. Everyone's capable of, sure. everyone's capable. Of, no, yeah. I th look, I think you're right. Everyone's capable of it. And I think one of, if not the biggest blessing you can receive in life is family. Um, his parents, siblings external family you know whatever you describe as family the family when i say family those people that come to mind that is the most important thing in your life hands down for sure regardless of anything else um and i'm just glad and that beer I and beer your beer's a close one beer close second yeah that's why beer with family <sighs> can't beat it great combination that's a good one dude People should write a book on beer. On beer, yeah. I'm sure they have. David Goggins. There's definitely books out there. Yeah, the, no, but David Goggins yeah. should come out and be like, listen, stay hard, have a brewski. Like, everything will be okay. Yeah. Like, I don't that. think that man has ever had a beer in his life. Oh, dude, everyone knows he's thinking it. <laughs> like, stay hard. He thought of that while, like, drinking a brewski. You can guarantee it. Yeah, yeah. He sat down and wrote a book of it. Yeah, vodka red bull next to him he was like wait let me make it just hard you know like stay hard let me just stay stay pretty hard 
Yeah. Stay, stay, yeah. stay, stay relatively hard. Yeah. Yeah. Stay hard, but like chill the fuck out sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes chill and just ha- like have a brewski, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> you're allowed to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Stay hard. But yeah, maybe he needs to chill, but maybe he's wrong. Maybe he needs to relax and then oh, take, his, take a like, step back. With, with someone like him, I, I watched like talks with him and stuff like that. He's such an interesting individual. Because I don't think anything can waver that guy's perspective or his motivation. Nothing. Nothing in the world can sway that guy's determination. Nothing. And to be in that headspace is so powerful. But at the same time, I'm like, what if? What if? No- I mean, he was a nobody. Yeah, he was. Like, yeah. he was. He was a like exterminator. You know, like he, he, he like used to like. Of, he was that kind of fat. You know, Yo, huge he was like 300 pounds yeah. walked around like like worked at night by himself like cleaning or like exterminating bugs like chugged milkshakes and ate fast food and, and he's like he's like i got to join the seal uh, i don't want to give too much away but he joined the seals and became this just machine of a man like that everyone's capable of it truly is like, a machine. yeah like everyone i think i think i think a lot of people's brains are at that point you know like yeah. at that stage where it's like ah, like it's kind of over for me whatever you know and just give up on it and but everyone's capable of it for sure dude yeah. i think i think he should take on carol baskins if david goggins made an appearance in tiger king imagine somehow final somehow. episode like last 10 minutes she's yeah. just like talking in the camera about how she didn't kill her husband and David Goggins w- runs by. And he just runs. Yeah. Like, runs. He's like, stay hard, motherfucker. Stay hard, bitch. He like runs <laughs> that path that she cycles when she goes, hey, cats and kittens, Carol Baskin <laughs> here. And she's like cycling and he just comes like bolting past her. Yeah. Like, doing, hey, all we cool cats and kittens. And kittens. Yeah. yeah, cats and kittens. And he's just like, stay hard. It's like, <laughs> that'd be yeah. such a legend. Out of his mind. Such a legend. Dude, I think... We're going to do, I need a chow dinner quickly. So what I'm going to do, we're going to call it at this. We're going to stop recording here now. And then you and I are going to continue chatting because I think we might be able to do another. So we're going to call it here. I, at the end of this, just wanted to say, go look again at the All Hearts Foundation. It's all underscore hearts underscore foundation. Incredible thing. Go look at how we should be treating animals, how we can be looking after them and how we can be making a difference because foundations like that are definitely doing that. And yeah, there's all the spoilers to Tiger King. I mean, just sorry, podcast, you know everything. Yeah, sorry if you haven't but seen. But also, but also, there's a lot more to than so much more, dude. So much more. So go much watch more it. It's insane. Yeah, people yeah. need to go watch that shit and keep listening to the podcast. So thank you guys for listening. Uh, this is me and Mitch signing out, and we'll be back for another, y'all.